right, girls, let's get 2024 off to a great start. I'm bringing back the program that sparked it all. Pruning to Prosper didn't start as a podcast. It started as an idea, an idea to help women clear the stuff that is preventing them from being the woman God is calling them to be. Beginning January 14th, we embark on a six-week journey of faith-based, inspired action to get your heart, home, and wallet in line with God's plan for you. And guess what? It's not at 5 a.m. Yay! Join me every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the weekly prayer, lesson, discussion, and one-to-one coaching. And Wednesday evenings from 8 to 9 p.m. for accountability, questions, motivation, and more coaching. Even better than the relevant topics is the tribe of like-minded women you will meet. I have met the greatest women through this podcast and these programs, and you will too. Click the link in the show notes to sign up. The Zoom link will be emailed one week ahead of time. I hope to see you there. Now let's get to today's podcast episode. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit for 40 days in the wilderness, tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing in those days. And when they were ended, he was hungry. Hello, ladies, and welcome back to Pruning to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton, and this is a podcast where we prune away all the stuff standing between you and the woman that God has called you to be. You might also call it becoming the best version of yourself. So let's break down this Bible passage because it's one that we have heard our entire lives. It's when Jesus is going out into the wilderness and he's tempted by the devil. And But there are just two lines that I cover in here. And they are chock full of so much juicy goodness. And in this month of November, we have been focusing on remembering our death, remembering that our day is coming. And we know not when that day is, so let's be as ready as we can. And today's episode is really about, are we ready spiritually? And how can we grow stronger in our faith? And how can we incorporate these awesome habits that Jesus is demonstrating to us in this passage into our daily lives so that we may um, enter heaven one day when when our time here on earth has been fulfilled and we've done the best and hopefully we hear those those words, well done, good and faithful servant. So let's break it down. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan. Let's take a pause. Returned from the Jordan because Jesus was just baptized by his cousin, John the Baptist, and his ministry has officially begun. We, the last we heard of Jesus, he was being found in the temple and he went off and he was 12 years old. And then there's like radio silence until he comes to get baptized. So the first thing that Jesus is demonstrating for us here is a sacrament, return from the Jordan. So frequent the sacraments. If you want to grow in your faith, grow, um, start breaking habits of sin that might still just be nagging at you, frequent the sacraments. Fast forward and Jesus leaves us the Eucharist and he leaves us the Holy Spirit in confession, right? We're confessing to the priest, but he's acting as Jesus in that. Those are the two sacraments that we can receive very frequently. 
almost daily. Okay, depending on what connections you've got, you might be able to have daily confession. So I encourage you to do that. And when you, I, I was down in El Salvador in college and we would go to mass every day, these little villages at the top of the mountains. And the priest would say something in Spanish that I didn't understand. And people would raise their hands and our translator would say, everybody raise your hand. And we would raise our hands. And after a few days, we asked, what are, what are we raising our hands about? And the translator would say, well, the priest is asking who wants to receive communion and he wants to make sure he has enough in the chalice. And it's funny because only the Americans and maybe one or two other people would go up for communion. And that's because in the Latin American culture, they take it very seriously that they are not going to receive communion unless they have gone to confession. And I'll tell you, when you deny yourself the communion, you really begin to long for Jesus and to get up there. You know, it might be a little embarrassing to stay in your, your pew when everyone else is going up, but you know what? It shows that that we are sinners and we don't have a clean slate and I'm not going to receive the Eucharist today. So if you can get to confession more often, uh, oh my gosh, you're just going to grow so, so much in your faith. So let's continue on. And was led by the Spirit. Okay, so I'll reread the whole thing. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit. Okay, led by the Spirit. This is one of the gifts that Jesus left us, was the gift of the Holy Spirit. Listen to him, right? Does that sound familiar? This is my son. Listen to him. You get promptings from the Holy Spirit all the time, I bet. Do you act on them? So what does a prompting look like? It's one of those things where maybe someone from fifth grade pops into your mind and you're like, I'm just going about my day feeding the kids. And all of a sudden I'm thinking about Jackie from fifth grade. And you know what? Take that prompting and stop and pray for that person. Because for some reason, the Holy Spirit put that person in your mind. And those are the promptings. And Jesus is led by the Holy Spirit, and he's acting on it. So this is another thing that we can do to grow in our faith, and hopefully get to heaven someday. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Follow the Holy Spirit's promptings, and then act on them. Okay, so if you get someone pops into your mind, pray for them. And the more you do it, the more downloads you're going to get. If you don't listen to the Holy Spirit, if you just ignore that thought and you go about your day, you're going to lose that uh, awareness, I guess, because it's a gift. This is a gift. It's a grace from the Holy Spirit that you're getting this prompting. And if you don't accept that gift joyfully and act on it, well, then I don't know. Would you keep giving gifts to somebody that's not receiving them gratefully? I don't know. So that's the next thing. So, and was led by the Spirit for 40 days in the wilderness. Okay. Let's break down the symbolism of the wilderness. The wilderness first enters the world when Adam and Eve are booted from the Garden of Eden, and they go into the wilderness. And that is symbolic for the separation between us and God. It is sin. That's what that represents, okay? So what's happening in this scene? Jesus is beginning his ministry He's going to discern, okay? So when you listen to the Holy Spirit, you're better able to discern what kind of a leader am I going to be? What kind of a mom am I going to be? What kind of a wife am I going to be? Because um, that's what Jesus is doing. He's demonstrating this for us. But it's also showing that at the very beginning of his ministry, Jesus is going out symbolically to where we are. 
this relationship is going to start healing, okay? That's what he's showing us, that I'm going to come to where you are. Are you going to be receptive to me coming? The other thing that we can take from this line is Jesus is going out to the wilderness to pray alone. We need time alone with God every single day. If that means you have to get up a little bit earlier, if that means you have to stay up a little bit later, if that means you have to swap with your husband so that you get some time and he gets some time, or you swap with a friend so she gets some time and you get some time, you have to do it. If you're not spending time with God every single day alone, communicating with him, you're not going to hear what he's calling you to do. That's that's the noise of life that I talk about in my opening The noise of life is drowning out the voice of God. You have to be alone with him to hear what he's saying to you. And Jesus is doing that. And the next line is, so for 40 days in the wilderness, he's tempted by the devil. The funny thing, I heard this the other week. My daughter is getting First Holy Communion, and our religious director at our church had a meeting last Wednesday, and he, it was like a mic drop for me. In all of the miracles in the Bible, the devil doesn't try to stop Jesus. When does he try to stop him? When he's praying. I thought, oh my gosh, that's how powerful prayer is. The devil does not want us to pray. He will go to any length to stop us from praying. You'll say, oh, I should pray for that person. And then what does the devil tempt Jesus with? I'm not going to read those passages. It's not part of this. But if we kept going on in this Luke chapter four, the devil's tempting him with worldly things. You can have bread, you can have power, you can have the recognition for your power. You just listen to me, just acknowledge me, and you can have all these things. So when you get those promptings from the Holy Spirit and you don't listen, what are the worldly things drawing you away from that? You know, when you you get prompted, oh, I should spend some time in prayer. (gasps) Yeah, but you've got all these dishes to do. Yeah, but you, you should really be folding the laundry. You can pray as you're folding the laundry, but no. You need time just alone with nothing else. I know I talk about on Saturday mornings, let's offer it up. Yes, most of your day, you can be working and offering things up, but it's not the same. It's not the same as just giving Jesus that dedicated time every single day. And the devil is not gonna like it. Okay, the next thing. And he ate nothing in those days. And when they were ended, he was hungry. He ate nothing. So he was fasting, which is a practice that a lot of us have really stopped doing. Catholics in the old days used to fast way more. I feel like anymore, we're kind of like bare minimum Catholics. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that on next Wednesday. And I'm no different, you guys. Like, I, <laughs> I hope you've realized by now that like this podcast is me just on my own journey of growing in my faith and hoping that whoever wants to come along with me comes along with me. But I'm not, I'm just like your basic Catholic kid. You know, I'm, I didn't, I went to public school until high school and then I did go to Catholic high school, but that was it. I had four years of Catholic education. That's it. So I'm just trying to figure all this out. And um, fasting Really, it's just something that most of us practice during Lent. And again, that's the 40 days, another symbolic 40 days, right? So let's talk about Lent a little bit. We fast on Ash Wednesday and we fast on Fridays. We don't eat meat. But really, when you're fasting, it's 
it's a form of prayer. And there's other examples in the Bible where they um, they do talk about fasting and offering it up. And then at the end of it, yes, you're hungry. But you know what? You're hungry for more. You're hungry for more relationship with God because these worldly things like food are not part of it. And you're suffering a little bit. And there's great growth in suffering. I'm sure you know that because anything hard you've gone through, you probably wouldn't take it back because you see how you grew through it. And so even just having a little bit of hunger for the day allows you to offer up that hunger for another person or to just talk to God. You know, it, it prompts you because you, you get those hunger pains, right? So that's what Jesus did. He went out there and he was fasting. So I think in total, this two lines from the Bible, Jesus is telling us to frequent the sacraments, listen to the Holy Spirit, act on the promptings of the Holy Spirit, seek quiet time alone with God, pray, and fast. And these habits can all be practiced daily. You don't have to fast every day, but maybe you fast from that Starbucks. Maybe you fast from having dessert. Just a little bit of denial can go a long way in your spiritual life. And that is what I have for today. Little habits that we can use to live well and then eventually get to heaven, hopefully. So I want to remind you too: sign up for the Pruning to Prosper six-week coaching. Um, It's going to be so fun. We begin with who are you called to be? We move into decluttering. We talk about meal planning. We do a meal plan budget. We talk about overwhelm and routines. And we talk especially about finding your tribe because we can't do this alone, okay? This is a journey that is not meant to be taken alone. So come meet the women that are looking uh, to meet you as well. I'm always praying that God calls each of these women to the group. And I always say he brings the group together. So if you're getting promptings from the Holy Spirit, that means that either you need to hear something that another woman has to say, or another woman is waiting to hear from you. So if you're getting promptings, that's God saying, I need you to do this. Okay, have a great day. I will see you on Saturday for a five-minute declutter with me. Take care.